At Empowering Parents, we talk a lot about effective versus ineffective parenting styles. In fact, James Lehman reminds us that it's not about whether your parenting style is right or wrong, it's about whether or not it's effective. On today's podcast, Megan Devine's article on five ineffective things parents do when parenting teens and what you can do differently. You're listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowering Parents podcast. If you're new to the podcast or to the Empowering Parents community, first of all, thanks for joining us. And for more great content on topics ranging all the way from ADD to keeping kids motivated in school, make sure you check us out at empoweringparents.com. As a special bonus, if you sign up for our email newsletter at empoweringparents.com, you'll receive free parenting help in your inbox each week, as well as special offers on our award-winning parenting programs. Today's article was written by Megan Devine, a therapist, step-parent, or bonus parent, as she likes to call herself, and former support line coach for the Total Transformation Program. Like James and Janet Lehman, Megan believes that if you aren't getting the results you want, for example, a less mouthy child or a teen that follows through on her responsibilities more consistently, you aren't doing anything wrong. You know, you simply need to change your strategy. So here are five ineffective things parents do with strategies that explain how to become more effective. Number one, here, let me help you with that. You know, it's so frustrating when your kid takes forever to do the task that you asked him to do. It's also tough when you see your teen struggling with something, knowing that you could fix it easily. In both cases, it can be tempting to just jump in and help or to just do the task for your child. Sometimes this is called helicopter parenting, when parents do too much for their kids and on a regular basis. Many of us are guilty of jumping in when we should let our teens fend for themselves, even if we're not always hovering. Unfortunately, what this teaches your child is that he doesn't need to struggle through the tough stuff, that he never has to push through anything hard, because the hard things are always solved for him. This can turn into learned helplessness, when your child learns that anytime things get too tough, he can give up. A side effect of this is that he learns that he doesn't need to form his own problem-solving skills if he can always borrow yours. If you jump in every time your child takes too long or struggles with something, it can also send the message that you don't believe he's capable of doing the task himself. Here's what you can do instead. As uncomfortable as it is to watch your child wrestle with a problem or a task, let him know that you believe in his ability to work through it. Offer your support, but don't do the job for him. Struggling is how kids learn to solve the bigger problems that will come their way without falling apart as they grow up into adults. Number two, a house divided against itself. If you're parenting with a spouse or a partner, don't get stuck in good cop versus bad cop roles, where one parent is always enforcing the rules and boundaries and the other is not. Aside from causing tension in your relationship, splitting your authority like this gives your teen the message that consequences are all about the tough parent being, well, tough. You know, it takes the focus off of his self-responsibility and ends up pitting one parent against the other, which is not what you want. So here's what you can do instead. In the Total Transformation Program, James Lehman recommends working on one or two core behavioral issues with your teen, rather than trying to tackle several at once. If you find that you and your partner don't agree on key issues, go ahead and take some time to discuss places where you might agree. Find one or two behaviors that you both want your child to improve on. Then decide together on a clear, consistent way of addressing these issues. Most importantly, agree to present a united front to your child. Let her know that she can't get around the rules by appealing to one parent over another. 
Number three, my kid's having a tough time right now. I need to make things easier on him. If your teen is going through a rough period in his life, whether it's because of school issues, a difficult life event, or emotional challenges, it can be tempting to let the normal rules slide. And unfortunately, this approach can backfire. So instead of being the comforting, low-stress time that you might hope for, your child may revert to poor behavioral choices or even adopt some new bad habits. Here's what you can do instead. While you do want to show compassion and empathy toward your child, stick to the routine and the rules as much as possible. Let your teen know that no matter what's going on, the rules still apply. You can help by having a problem-solving conversation with your child. Say something like, I know you're having a tough time right now. You still need to do your chores and get home by your curfew. What can you do to make sure you do those things? By holding your child accountable for his normal responsibilities, you're helping him learn to manage his emotional world, no matter what. That's a skill he'll need throughout his life, so help him practice it. Number four, you know what I'm talking about. Don't give me that innocent look. As parents, we often think that teens know what we mean, right? It's obvious to us that they need to clean up their attitude or show more respect for the house that they live in. They know exactly what we mean when we say that they need to get their act together. The truth is, vague statements don't really work. If you give a vague direction, kids can shrug it off, whether they actually understand it or not. In addition, your idea of having a better attitude is likely very different than your teen's idea. So showing respect is a vague concept, not a specific action or a way of behaving. Without clear goals for behavior, kids just float around, not making any actual improvement. If you're not seeing the changes that you want in your child, take a look at your directives. Are they too vague? Here's what you can do instead. If you want to see results, you'll need to give specific tasks and clear rules. Make your expectations known. Megan says in her article to make your expectations so clear and so concrete and so direct that your teen can't possibly feign confusion. This means that instead of saying, ugh, you call this clean? After she straightens her room, you give her clear directions on what you actually want her to do. So you can say something like this instead. When you clean your room, please take the sheets off the bed and put them in the laundry. Vacuum under all the furniture, dust, and organize your shelves. See how much more specific that is? Remember that one of your primary roles as a parent is to be a teacher. That means helping your child learn and practice the concrete skills that she needs to be successful in life. One big way that you can do this is by giving clear expectations and then clarifying the steps that your child needs to take to meet those expectations. Number five, my kid is my best friend and we share everything. Okay, how is being close friends with your teen an ineffective parenting style? Megan thinks that you should look at it this way. Friends are equals, they're peers. And as Janet Lehman reminds us, when you treat your child as a peer, you diminish your authority. You can't effectively enforce rules or influence behavior when your child doesn't see you as an authority. Here's what you can do instead. James Lehman points out that being friendly with your child is different than being friends with them. The former is far more effective than the latter. And as much as you want to be close friends with your child, effective parenting means taking a step out of friendship and into authority. Treat your child with positive regard and set clear limits, rules, and expectations. If you see yourself in any of these ineffective parenting roles, that's actually a good thing. It means that you've identified areas that you can change. These are hard patterns to turn around, but you can do it. You know, keep your eyes on the goal, and that's likely a teen who follows through, right, on rules and expectations, and who has the skills needed to be successful in life. 
as you become more aware of the things that don't work, you'll be more able to take consistent, effective action toward reaching those goals for yourself and for your child. All of the information you heard today was part of the article Parenting Teens, Five Ineffective Things Parents Do by Megan Devine. To read the full article and to get help with numerous other behavioral issues parents are facing today, visit us at empoweringparents.com. Thanks for listening.